Okay, part two of the Nebraska Prep Zone Report. I've got Stu Pospisil here with me now. Dylan Adams joining you once again on a Halloween afternoon. And we're here to break down uh, the Nebraska High School quarterfinals. They are set after a wild first round. Um, Stu, I think we got to start. You know, we, ha- we have two games at, at Buell Stadium for the second straight week. Uh, we had an upset in Kearney, but I think we got to start with that classic Omaha North versus Gretna. Well, it, uh, I knew it was going to be close. I wasn't quite expecting double overtime, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, it, the play that kept the game going actually was a botched uh, whole, well, it was the Gretna extra point in the first overtime. And yes. uh, the Gretna kicker, kicks it flat-footed because he's waiting for the hold. He's already made his approach. He's standing there waiting for the ball to be placed, and he just muscles it over the the crossbar, you know, like you'd see somebody in a Dr. Pepper commercial. <laughs> it was but serious. It, it was so it, funny. It was like a duck just, just, you know, barely over the crossbar, yeah. Might be how I'd kick him these days. But anyway, so that got to the second overtime, and Gretna scores, and then uh, North um, comes within one on a uh, Sebastian Circle pass to Donovan Jones, the latter uh, Nebraska commit. Then he makes a one-handed catch, gets the leg down inside the back of the end zone, just inside the back. So now it's a one-point game, and then Circle... Uh, Larry Martin calls for the two-point play. They're going to win it or lose it right there. And Circle's receivers are covered, and the kid takes off bootleg to the left and wins the race to the end zone and ends Gretna's – it would have – Gretna's been to the stadium the past two years. They won't this year. Uh, North is going to go on and play – Millard South Friday night at uh, Buell Stadium, eight o'clock. Um, you know that could be a very interesting game uh, as well because you've you've got um, speed on both sides. Uh, you're going to have uh, some good line play on on both sides. Seeing Tyson Terry against uh, Jr. Lacona and Millard South. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a challenge writing that column within our deadlines, but I'm going to make the best of it. <laughs> no doubt. It's going to be a fun matchup for sure. And, you know, just going back to that game, watching that stream, that live stream was just wild because, yeah, I like where you started there. Cam, was it Cam Brownwell, the kicker? Yes. yes. And he's made some big kicks in his his a career over, you know, over the years. And he actually needed a field goal to tie it in regulation. I think he made one on the last second to go to overtime. And then he does that. <laughs> his, right. His stand, yeah. Cam Bodwell. Still kick. And yeah. Bodwell's the last name. And yeah, he's, he's wow. made okay. some great ones, but uh, you know, again, it comes down to North. It's going to be won or lost. And it was out of Gretna's hands other than trying to stop the, the conversion, but uh, you know, a good run for the, dragons now we're going to see where they're going to be next year they're going to they're probably going to be being football i'm okay. guessing uh yeah i think moment will take them back down because of gretna east i could see both gretna schools being being football but they're gonna to have to decide pretty quickly the school district if they're going to be staying in the metro and playing 
uh, up in class A for everything, or if they're going to um, uh, stay B for the state championship events and try and get into a conference. They've got uh, the, the the clock's ticking now, about one month away. Yeah, you know that, that that's that is a major storyline, isn't it? You know, it, is this the last time we see Gretna in Class A? At least for now, a huge yeah. senior well, class. Both of those before, um, yeah, before they grow back into natural size. But again, you know, your conferences, you've, you've got three choices potentially that are going to have to see if they want want the two. Uh, you've got the Trailblazer, you got the River Cities, and you got the Eastern Midlands as possible landing spots for a class B school. But, um, you know, again, um, you know, I, I think once you taste the Metro and you see that competition, you're going to want to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, this, this senior class has been through so much for Gretna. Like you said, they, you know, they made it to Lincoln a few years, several years in a row there. And, and it comes to an end, um, right there at the at the last at the last second i guess or not last second but last play of the game from the yep. two yard line so um you, you know you had that that running back isaiah weber he was making some big runs in overtime and um and, and then the, the coach i think you know called timeout on that first two-point conversion all right yeah <laughs> that was the other crazy thing they had him stuffed in the backfield but it almost looked like Omaha North wasn't even like running full speed because of the of the whistle I, I couldn't really tell but that was the other crazy right. thing that happened that was that a run by Jerron Cannon and and the Gretna crowd cheered and and until it was clear as Sam McEwen wrote that the play didn't count yeah so I mean go from exhilaration to to trepidation as to what's next and um you know, again, North, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, they knocked off the number one seed when they were the number 16 seed in Millard South. Oh, wow. Uh, back, I think it was 49-42. And that was, you know, like North scored, there may be the two teams scored like five touchdowns in the fourth quarter, the final few minutes. It was just back and forth. I was at Gretna that night covering a game and listening to – um radio or some media coverage of it and you're sure. just going yeah yeah north can north has had some wild games with uh <laughs> coach martin through the years oh man and would you say that's the catch of the year that you've seen that jones catch i mean it was yeah, insane but the, the, the camera I, I angle on that <laughs> sorry yeah, I, the camera the camera angle on that on that um that replay or whatever it just really showed like cisco was rolling out to his right it was third and 14 and it's like, gosh, you have to have this. Otherwise, it's going to be fourth and 14. And he chucks it up there. And I thought I thought he, like, overthrew him by a mile. And somehow he comes down one-handed with it. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of great uh, diving catches this year. We've, we've got some good receivers out there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that one's the, the top of the highlight reel, at least for last week. No doubt. So... No, so that was that was the wild one, and then we had um, you were at at Buell to see Millard West. They they defeated Millard North and with a kind of a, a special teams and defense trifecta, wasn't it? Yep, uh, a return of a kick, a pick, and a fumble. All we yep. didn't have was a punt return in that one. You know <laughs> that that that's the four bagger right there. Um, yeah, if you, and I'm not sure any teams accomplished that. I'm not sure in the playoffs if any team has gotten gotten this but um you had john ferguson with the fumble return you had jackson williams who um um 
I know he's had two 99-yard kickoff returns in his career. This one he took back 85, and then uh, Jace Ingridson went 79 with a pick six. And, um, you know, with uh, Brody Peterson and uh, Bobby Joseph scoring twice apiece, it was 49-14 when the dust settled. And uh, Millard West moves on and uh, faces a Grand Island team that – has been helped by the return of uh, one of its running backs, Chase Richardson, and they upset Carney uh, at Carney, twenty nine nineteen. You know, I don't rule Grand Island out of this one. Uh, Jeff Tomlin, uh, I think this is his uh, sixth uh, quarterfinal appearance, and he, he gets the most out of them. Uh, Grand Island, their record this year wasn't real glossy. And, um, um, you know, again, maybe getting that rematch with with Carney help. But, uh, you know, they've got uh, good athletes. And Miller West is going to have to play pretty flawless to um, make the semis. Yeah, you could tell how much that win meant to the Islanders, right? Against your rival, a team that you came up just short against in the regular season, lost by three, was it? It was like 10-7. Yep, 10-7. Yep. They jump out in front in this game. I, I was watching this game too on a stream, and they they were up ten zip in the first half. Bearcat, bear, excuse me, Bearcats answer back with sixteen of their own, and then GI drives down the field. They had a big fifty yard pass play. They punch it in, and I, really what won them this game though was the pass rush in the fourth quarter. They got home to uh, Griffin. Is it Norcheck, the the Kearney QB? Mm-hmm. He was, he was trying to get it, move it down the field as fast as good there in the fourth and. And that pass rush just kept pressuring him, getting home. So that's what led to the to the big victory, the upset for the 13th seed. Yep, you know, actually half the half the uh, quarterfinalists uh, went on the road last week. Now, you know, North and Granton was a toss up. Actually, I picked North to win that game uh, because they were higher ranked. Uh, yeah. You know, and East and Southeast, good win for Lincoln East. Beat Southeast for the second time. Uh, you know, they're going to see Elkhorn South in another late game on um, on uh, Friday night. Um, you know, that Elkhorn South uh, has been pretty solid. They've just had that one freakish loss where they gave up, I think, a couple defensive touchdowns to um, Millard South, 33 nothing loss, lost their quarterback, Carson Ronner, for the season with, with his extensive injuries. And, um, you know, Millard South bounced back uh jeter worthley solid a year for lincoln east at quarterback uh dash bauman's heading to wyoming as a running back um mm-hmm. you know that that's a good matchup i'd like to i'd like to be at all four on friday night because the uh, the one we haven't mentioned yet is bellevue west and west side yes yeah i mean that's that's the big one too you know in the eight nine game that was that was a good game for a while there with uh bill west and and papio I think it was 21-20 at half, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah, in that second half, um, they had they scored three touchdowns in about eight minutes of, of game time. Uh, first, it was, uh, I, believe, I believe it was a deep shot to, to Davon Hall from Kalen. And then they got, they, they forced a turnover deep in, in uh, Papio territory. And then Right away, threw a deep shot to Davon Hall for an 80-yard score, or uh, not not Hall, but uh, McMorris. And then the next drive, McMorris took back a pick six. So it was all within about eight minutes of time, and they they really pulled away there in the third quarter. But 
Yeah, they put up three really fast. And uh, yeah, McMorris looks like he's close to full health. And yeah, you, you get, uh, you know, two long uh, plays like that, one offense, one defense. Um, you know, that, that could be a backbreaker. And, you know, it was a good season for Papio. Um, you know, they, they caught probably every break in scheduling possible uh, because they didn't uh, beat a team that um, is in the quarterfinals. So they're saying out of the rankings right now, we'll have to see in the final assessment after the playoffs where they, they end up. But, um, uh, you know, again, a turnaround, you get eight wins. That's a great uh, foundation to, to keep going down at Monarch land. No doubt about it. And yeah, that, that quarterback too, that Pirtle, he had a good first half there and he was finding that um, tight end. Is it Ingerson? Is that how you say it? Yep. yep. Another Nebraska a flip from uh, Pittsburgh to Nebraska. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Get him a, for one, real... one touchdown. Yep. You know, uh, Pamaran had a, a good game too. He's a nice receiver for Papio and, uh, but it's now Bellevue West trying to see if they can come closer, if not uh, knock off, you know, the, the champions, uh, you know, West side 45, 12, the first time, um, you know, I, I think that, um, um, West will have its full complement of receivers. I don't think, uh, McMorris played that game. If I remember right the first time, but, right. um, uh, you know, it's going to take a monumental effort this year to beat West side as long as Anthony Rezac's doing his magic uh from under center yeah i mean it was an awesome game for kaylin I, th I think he needed that to see you know all these all these big plays down the field right and they also got the run game going too with cj golf but like you said it's gonna it's gonna take kind of a perfect game effort from the offense to keep up with what the warriors bring you know with their own with their own offensive explosion well what yeah i mean what what's concerning for Bellevue west is they gave up 34 to papio Sure. <laughs> I mean, that, yep. their defense, their defense is going to have to try and make plays against Westside's receivers. And, you know, you've got Canyon Cotton and, and obviously Caleb Benning and Teddy Rezac and Trevor Spady. And, you know, the, the list goes on and on. And then when Jamez Ross rushes the way he has this season, you know, you, you talk about, um, you know, passing, rushing, you know, then, then uh, Anthony Rezac, taking off on on bootlegs and draws and you know they're just so tough to stop and the, and Westside's got a solid line I mean that's you know they kind of get overlooked sometimes between that and the defense you know th this is a team that you know is allowing less than a touchdown a game mm -hmm. they can really dominate you on, at the line of scrimmage too yeah with all those weapons on the outside so um you know but looking at the other side of that bracket if we do get a Millard South Elkhorn South semifinal, that'd be an intriguing one, you know, because like you said, you talked about that's when Rauner went down with that terrible leg injury. What was the yeah. next week? He, he was knocked out of that one. That's and right. Next week against Central. You know, I should have clarified that. Okay. But yep. he played like one quarter, had a uh, ball tipped, I think, uh, at the goal line. I think, look, Kona got it and and took it in. And I think there was another pick six later on uh, by Millard South. So I think yeah, Dylan Cool, one of his many yep. on the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, Between Patterson and I, we've seen I think Dylan Cool's every one of his interceptions. So and <laughs> I, I think, think you guys have too. Yeah. 
we're, we're, we're like his good luck charm or something. So, you know, uh, Omaha North, watch out because I'll be there on Friday night. There you go. Yeah. Watch out for Dylan Cool. So, but yeah, you know, like you look back at that game and it, and it might be one of the wonkiest results of the season. It, it shouldn't have been that lopsided in the Patriots uh, favor. I don't think, you know, that's no disrespect to Miller South either, but I think that was Madden Riggs. That was his first action of the season. And he really seems to be fitting in now. You know, it looks to be, looks to me like he's really gaining some momentum with that offense. Well, and then Brady Bosquette at running back, uh, you know, he's had a a nice string of games and, yeah. you know, it's like they've got a nice balanced offense and, and, you know, again, I think this one comes down to, to field position and, uh, you know, Millard South with Thompson, a kicker is, is solid there. They certainly have return guys too that, um, you know, are, are threats to uh, uh, on returns. So, you know, again, you got, you know, the team that makes a fewer mistakes. And the good thing is, I think we're going to have better weather this Friday than we did last Friday. I, right. I don't think it's going to be as much of an impact as, you know, for field position that less the wind would come up, but we're talking 65 during the day. So those four o'clock games should be pretty nice for um, fans to come out because you've got uh, uh, Grand Island at Mill, you know, Millard West at Buell, and then in Class B, we'll have Scotts Bluff, Elkhorn North at Elkhorn Stadium. So th those games should be pretty pleasant, and hopefully the the temperature temperature doesn't drop that much at 8 o'clock. Yeah, uh, it looks like a beautiful day on Friday, no doubt about that. So if we want to move on to Class B, do we have any other thoughts on A? I, I think we no, covered I think, pretty much think, every... Yeah, you know, I, you know, my picks will come out in Friday's paper, but uh, you know, I, I think the, you know, the, uh, you know, the the four home teams look pretty pretty good this week. Haven't made final picks, but uh, that's that's why you'll have to go online or uh, get your copy of the World Herald. Yeah, it, it it seems to me too, like yeah, like the home teams are definitely going to be favored, but. Watch for the Vikings, right? I mean, <laughs> that seems to be the yeah, one that we, should, that we should circle. Yeah. So as we keep going into the bracket. You've got uh, you've got the, the big four again, um, you know, being home teams. you got Norris at Bennington at seven on Friday. You know, aforementioned Scott's Bluff, Elkhorn North game at four at Elkhorn. Uh, Blair, which uh, eventually its season opening loss to your uh, second for them, it was their second game to Plattsmouth. Yep. Scott, and then Hastings goes to Waverly. And yeah, Hastings and Waverly both rolled. Um, Blair, that was a late touchdown by by the the quarterback, right? Suck up, is that how you say? Bodie. Yep. Uh, yep. For, yeah, Bodie. For the Bears. And, you know, uh, no, it was Ben Holcomb who got the deciding touchdown early. In okay. The yeah. To go up 21-14. So yeah, that was yeah. that was a good the Bears. Uh, overtime overtime loss for Blair in game two for it. It was plasma season opener at the time. Um yeah, so they they go to Scott and you know Scott's gonna probably be glad to see a new opponent they've had to face gross the past two weeks. Um you know uh, uh Scott's won nine in a row Bennett Terman you know back from his mono you know several weeks ago and you know, he had 250 yards against the Cougars on Friday night between um, passing and rushing. So uh, you got two good quarterbacks here because Bodie's 
suck up is going to um, go to Nebraska as a walk-on and then Pat Terman, uh, you know, again, solid for Scott. Um, yeah, I, that, that, that's a nice game. Um, you know, Norris has been playing well, you know, uh, but Bainton continues to roll. They've scored 211 points in their past four games. They, they thump, create 65 to seven, scored a couple different ways. I think they had a pick six and a, and a kick return. And then Elkhorn North got past its rival Elkhorn. Um, yeah. 21-21, late in the game, nine minutes left. Chase right. Loft, who's going to be going someplace in another year to uh, major college in all likelihood. And then um, Tommy Mechna got a touchdown catch for the win. And Scott's Bluff reversed its loss at home to York, going on the road to East Hill Park. And um, uh, Nate Kelly ran for 135 yards on a touchdown, 14 nothing. Yeah, they shut out shut out the Dukes. So, is that the most interesting matchup you would say in the court Class B quarters? Is that Elkhorn North yeah, Scott's game? I, I think so. I'm I'm going to try and get over there um, if if things work out with other scheduling. You know, you've got uh, Sebastian Boyle, um, who I, I don't know what his numbers were. He needed about 200 and some to become Class B's all-time rushing leader, overtaking Ryan Randall from um, Blair about 20 years ago. Um, so he's got another game. Uh, so, you know, that could be, um, you know, possible. And, you know, Alcorn North has not been to the semifinals in its four-year previous three years of existence will this be the time and if so they would um uh face bennington in a rematch in the in the semis otherwise scott's bluff uh with a win would be in all likelihood coming back to bennington coming back east yeah for another week so yeah we'll see that's, if that's, that's probably mine putting on the bus miles that they keep winning exactly yeah they'll, t they'll take a chance at the badgers for sure so if we want to move on to C1, um, you know, PAT isn't here, but we're sorry about Omaha Ron Colley, the defending champs, Pierce. Not no, no, they're not defending. Oh, yeah, the defending champions got them, Pierce 34-14. Yep, the Jays. And now Pierce goes out to Sydney, uh, which yes. has playoff game in 10 years. And – uh, with Class C1 and C2 finally gaining on the right page with having um, higher seed hosts. Um, it's going to be the Red Raiders hosting the um, the Blue Jays. And, um, you know, that could be a very interesting one. You know, anytime you've got that road trip like that, you know, you've got and one who made a, another long road trip was Ogallala and, and uh, Maverick Binder scored four touchdowns on the Indians, gaining the winning score with 33 seconds left for a 36-32 Auburn win and um, the uh, the Bulldogs um, who had pretty good uh, success in the mid-2000s with the state title they're still uh, alive and kicking and they'll go to Albion to face Boone Central the number one team in the state and um, uh, Boone handled one of its district opponents Columbus Lakeview 49-7 so Boone's hmm. rolling Auburn had a good win, and uh, you know, again, there I I think Boone is is just kind of on a mission that uh, you know they would get uh, the Adams Central uh, Ashland Greenwood winner, and 
Ashland's rolling two. Dane Jacobson threw for four touchdowns, and Drake Zimmerman ran for three last week on Shadron. And um, that, uh, you know, the these Jays are, are nine and one, and uh, their only losses to uh, Wahoo, which gets Broken Bow, and they ended kind of the uh, breakthrough season. I don't want to say Cinderella for uh, Douglas County West because they had had a couple winning seasons before this, but. Uh, yeah, Broken Bow uh, stopped the Falcons late 28-20. And uh, uh, Broken Bow, which I had um, won, I think, six of seven, uh, gets to come east to uh, an undefeated team. And, and Wahoo's been rolling all season long. Yep, no doubt about it. So, you know, do you think the Blue Jays can make another run here? Obviously, yeah, they have that that tough test to go out west. But then, of course, if they can pull that off, they would get – wahoo uh next week you would think and right that, that would be at wahoo if that happened and you know sure. again, at IRC, you know you you know you would probably think it's going to be wahoo you know pierce going to wahoo and um uh ashland going to boone you know that would be conventional wisdom but um yeah adam central's a you know like west side they just give up very few points <laughs> work clock they they don't score a whole lot but they score enough to win and yeah. you get frustrated sometimes it's averaging 30 40 they're thinking that okay why aren't we scoring that can get under their heads too you know aurora or adam central beat aurora twice 21 19 and then in the last friday nine to seven so you know, the, the Patriots out at Hastings, out in the suburbs out there, they'll take their wins any way they can get them. And uh, new coach, and he's kept the thing, uh, you know, the Patriots program uh, ongoing and uh, one of their better seasons. Yeah, I can't remember who they knocked out last week, but that was a grinded out game. It was like 9-7. Yeah, was, <laughs> I guess Aurora. It was, it was Aurora, yeah, you said that. Yep, okay. So, yep. Um, but yeah, if we want to move on to C2, we had Mitchell getting their first playoff win in school history. They kind of upset, even though it was a home game for them, they upset the the fighting counter booths up there of Bishop Newman. Yeah. Well, put a 500 yards rushing on Newman. Yeah. I, that was, that was the amazing stat was that it was defense just got gouged. Uh, what was that? 53, 19 or some ungodly yeah, score. Yeah. A great win. Great win for Mitchell, uh, who had been in the quarterfinals back in the days when uh, we only had eight going to state rather than 16. But sure. again, first time they've won a, a playoff game, and their reward is coming to face the preseason number one, uh, or Chanticleers. And the chance uh, got past Hardington CC 18 to 13. Um, you know, again, that's that's two very solid programs with with good defenses. Uh, yeah, that's one you just want to win and, and survive. I think Ord, um, you know, will uh, certainly knows it's going to have to stop Mitchell's running game. You know, if if you didn't have any type of scout report before Friday, you know now that uh, Mitchell has three guys that uh, are capable of hundred yard games. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting one too. To see if they can keep their their Cinderella run going a little bit. Um, otherwise, other than that, you know, going down to the eight man divisions, um, 
Carter Nelson and Ainsworth, they went down uh, to the 11 seated Powell's Dodge, which that was a tough draw for the, for the Huskers. To be a tough, yeah. All the way through, it was going to be a tough draw for Ainsworth. Yeah. Again, kind of like Papio, their schedule just didn't give them any opportunities to um, play four quarters. You know, I mean, you don't want to beat teams into submission. Uh, you know, I think they probably have running clock in all their games. And Powell's sure. yeah. uh, Dodge, I mean, Mike Spears, you know, he former coach of the year for us at the World Herald. And, you know, it, it's like trying to play Doug uh, Gold's Sacred Heart. They're going to come up with a, a game plan that can take away you know, a, a top stud like a, like a Carter Nelson and Ainsworth didn't score on offense. They, they had two returns for their touchdowns. So, you know, Howell's Dodge, they lost uh, the running back early in the year. Um, they have uh, a sophomore in there, who, Hunter Luther, who is just uh, racking up the yards again behind us, a good, um, uh, uh, offensive line that, that the, the, uh, Jaguars have put together and yeah, Hunter Luther three touchdowns last week and it was 18, 12 through three quarters. And, and then, uh, house Dodge scored the last uh, 14 points. Yep. Pull away there. And, and now they go to play this undefeated. Yeah. Dundee County Stratton. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they won a state title a couple of years ago. You know, they had had some very solid athletes and, you know, that, that's, that's a good draw. I mean, that's, you, you've got, you know, two really potent programs as of late. And I'm not sure that those two have ever faced each other, but um, yeah, Dundee County hasn't backed off. They asked for the Colorado state champions a couple of years ago on their non-conference schedule. So, you know, again, I wish that the eight man one and eight man two and six man games would be on Thursday nights rather than Friday. So that, um, uh, all the state's media, not just uh, yours truly, would have chances to go see these games because you, sure. we have to cover the larger schools first. I mean, I don't I don't care if you're a radio station, the World Herald, the Journal Star, the, the Fremont Tribune, you're covering your larger schools first because that's your larger audiences. Yep. Yep. But the, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't take long to see the talent in, in those type of classes, too. I mean, yeah, like like we've said, the the Carter Nelsons of the world and, and everybody like that. So obviously Nelson was the, the premier talent in that uh, division. One of those all time. You know, the yeah. weekend, <laughs> right. probably one or two good eight man, six man players every year. And you know, I think of, of Bajada and, and Ott coming out of, um, out of Howell's Dodge for sure. And, and there's been others, you know, you had Terry Keneally out at Hyannis and, places like that so yeah you know, so you know and and now with with all the summer stuff you know that the college coaches near nowhere to find you and it doesn't matter if you're playing eight man or or six man if if you're a talent they're going to find you exactly exactly right so speaking of nelson you know it, it is halloween stew and <laughs> He's one of those scary guys to face. I mean, he's he's one that strikes fear in, in, in opposing head coaches, trying to put together a game plan for him. You've seen a lot of football this year. Who are some of the other scary guys that uh, that coaches do not want to face or fear facing? Well, the Bellevue West triplets, you know, Danny Kalen, yeah. Isaac McMorris, and Devon Hall. 
you know, West Side, you know, pick one out of the arsenal. You know, Anthony Reza <laughs> certainly makes them go. Caleb Benning, Kenyon Cotton, uh, you know, Mil- uh, you know, and I, Chamez Ross. You, you know, pick pick a West Sider and you know, put a mask on him, and and he's going to make you, you know, wince when he says boo. Uh, <laughs> I like Jackson Williams out at Millard West. He may be the best returner uh, in Class A. Um, you know, Sebastian Boyle from Scotts Bluff, you know, has made Class B defensive nervous for a long time. You know, those are some of those just, you know, off the top of my head, you know, who's going to, you know, put fear in uh, people longer than this year or going to you know, uh, Jet Tamala at uh, Millard South, Dylan Cool <laughs> Jr., he's going to have another <laughs> year of tormenting passers. And, um, Marion you know. Jackson, too, with that. With that yes, with yes. You know, terrifying that's, the that's quarterbacks. Your guy. And, and yeah. you know, Champ Davis at Omaha North. Uh, you know, he showed his speed against uh, Bellevue West earlier this year with a couple touchdowns. And, uh, you know, Sebastian Circus right. going to continue to get better. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see who, we'll all, you know, which one of these uh, frightful people, how many make the All-State team. Yeah, yeah, like those are the All-State candidates for sure. Um, they'll, they'll be shifting but, you know, from Halloween costumes to, to Christmas attire. There you go, Yeah. And, and Champ Davis, he sat out this Gretna game. I think – is is there a chance that he plays, do you know, in the – I have not heard. I did not know he okay. had sat out. Yeah, he was out. And so then, you know, of course they had Donovan Jones making that all-time play, you know, to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. But they were missing Champ. And and so that's could be an X factor for that Millard South game um, on Friday night. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah whether it's – All right. Well, now that we ran through all of our all of our uh, terrifying, frightening players, uh, I think we can wrap it up. Unless you have any final thoughts before we get into the quarterfinals here. Nope, I, I won't say another another word. I won't say boo after this. <laughs> all right? Yeah, we're on a Zoom cast. I don't know if you're if you're dressed up at at home or not. I got to get my. No, I'm, dre- I'm dressed as a sports writer. Okay. All right. I'll take that. PAT and I went through our our top three uh, Halloween candies. What do you got, Stu? York peppermint patties, Hershey okay. kisses, uh, little Hershey bars. I, actually, I kind of like the. I can't remember what they're. The the, the little semi sweet. I'm a, I'm a chocolate holic, so. It's <laughs> Nothing wrong chocolate. with that. Yeah, that's that's a solid top three. I like that. So, all right. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining me today, and. And thanks to all the listeners. It was a fun two-part episode. We had a little state volleyball and and the football playoffs continuing. And uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to be back to break down the semifinals and talk about who won uh, some state championships in volleyball. Thanks, listeners.